Hi, I'm Tina Smith, and welcome to the Sunday edition of Raising Kids on Your Knees. This edition is called The Weekly Arrow. The Weekly Arrow is your introduction to our prayer sheet and daily devotions, which run Monday through Friday. I invite you to spend the next few minutes preparing to pray and parent life into the lives of your children this week. Welcome back to this week's podcast of The Weekly Arrow. I'm glad you're here with me today. Today's podcast is being sponsored by the Raising Kids on Your Knees Rest, Refresh, Renew Retreat here in Asheville, North Carolina. It will be March 27th through the 29th, 2020. Registration has begun. I will put a link to that in the show notes. And I'm also going to give you a discount code to uh, go along with that. You will get $25 off of your registration when you use Retreat 2020. I hope you can come. We had a great time last year. It's an opportunity for moms to kind of pull away from their normal routines and have a chance to rest. We've built in plenty of time for you to have some downtime, a chance to be renewed by fellowship with other moms from all over the country, and also a chance to be renewed by the word of God. We want to send you home ready to go back into the battle with your kids and um, to be able to fight spiritually for them. So this week for the Weekly Arrow, we are going to be talking about the greatest gift that was ever given, and that is Jesus Christ. We just came out of a season of Christmas where we were giving gifts to one another, and what a joy it is when you find that one gift that you know that other person is going to love. And you know, God sent to us his son, and we just celebrated his birth, but he sent him on a mission to come and rescue us and bring bring us back to a place where we can have fellowship and communion with him. But not just that, but to live eternity with him. He loves us so much that he wants a relationship with us and he wants to spend eternity. But how do we go about that? What is it? How do we have that relationship, that genuine relationship with Jesus? I want to talk a little bit about the authority of the word of God. If we if we don't believe that the Bible from cover to cover, cover is the authority and the absolute truth, we're going to struggle in this area of salvation and it's going to be hard for us. But we have to start there. We have to start with the fact that the Bible is the absolute authority. So when we've established that, if we believe that, these verses that I'm going to share with you are going to be real and they're going to be something that you want to take action on. So first of all, God says in the Bible, in John 3.16, that God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Can you even imagine, I can't get my brain around sacrificing one of my children just so I can have a relationship with someone else. That just, it just doesn't seem possible. It isn't possible for me as a human being, but that's exactly what God did for you and me. 
from the beginning, when Adam and Eve chose to sin, God had already put a plan in motion to redeem us. We are all born spiritually dead because of the choices of Adam and Eve, but Jesus came to make us spiritually alive in him. He wants to restore us back to the relationship that he had with Adam and Eve when they were spiritually alive. So when we become spiritually alive, we are restored back and able to have that relationship with Jesus. The problem is we've all sinned. We all fall short of what God's standards are. There's no way that we in and of ourselves can make ourselves good enough to bridge that gap between us and God. We can't do it by works. We can't do it by religion or philosophy or living in a certain way. None of that is going to get us to God. The only thing in the Bible says the only way to God is through Jesus. He is the only thing that bridges that gap for us. Jesus paid the price for our sin on the cross. And we need to understand that without him, there's no other way to God. I want to share with you what it says in Romans 5, 6 through 8. It says, we were utterly helpless when we were. Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who's especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were sinners. We were utterly helpless. Our condition when Jesus died for us was desperation. He, yet he still died for us. We were walking around in our sin. We were thumbing our nose at him and doing whatever we wanted in sin and depravity. Jesus allowed me to walk around in that sin and depravity for many years. I knew right from wrong. Most of us do. Most of us know when we're doing something wrong, there's a what I call a check in our spirit. But for me, rebellion seemed to have no consequences. And I was in control. Making all those poor choices felt pretty good to me. It kind of stroked my flesh. But I never thought I was going to reap the seeds of destruction in another season and that they would overtake me like weeds left to themselves. And you know how weeds are, it's hard to keep up with them, especially where I live. But before I knew it, my life was down around my ankles and I was literally utterly helpless to pull those weeds out by the root and rescue myself. They had completely overtaken me. And Jesus saw how helpless I was and he rescued me. But you know what? First, I had to invite him into that. I had to receive the gift that he gave before I planted the seeds and chose to follow him. I had I had to reach out to him. He was just waiting for that. And then once I reached out to him and I made him my savior and then made him my Lord. He was the boss. I was going to follow him. That's when he began setting me free from that tangled web of weeds that I had planted so many years prior. He has that much compassion and love. It's unfathomable, really. He loves each one of us so much. And he wants to rescue us from the effects of our own choices He's already paid the price for that. All we need to do is receive the gift he's waiting to give us. The wages of the, of the sin that we commit is death. 
But God's gift is free. Eternal life is free with Jesus Christ. In Romans 6.23, it says that. So we talk about eternity, and it says in the Bible that eternity is in all of our hearts. But we're so busy living in the here and now, we forget that this life is just a short blip on the radar screen compared to eternity. And we live our lives here as if this was the only life we ever have. Let's face it, every single one of us is going to live in eternity. Every one of us will live forever. But it's our choice where we will live it. The Bible is so clear that there are only two places we will go when we die. We either go to heaven or we go to hell. God longs for us to choose and live with him for eternity in heaven. He's patient. Yet, don't get me wrong, you can check that out in 2 Peter 3, 9. He's very patient, and but he won't wait forever. So th- these, this is an urgent choice that we need. To, we're not guaranteed to wake up tomorrow morning. We're not even guaranteed to make it to the end of, the, of today. But we need to understand if something happens to either us or our children, have we made that choice to live with Jesus forever? Eternity is a gift that's being, it's, it's a gift waiting to be opened. Um, you know, the only thing, and I say this a lot, um, the only thing that we can take to heaven with us are our loved ones. And so we must first pave that path for them. So today, as you're processing all of this, do you know if you were, if your life was taken today, do you know where you will be? 100%. So here's what we do. Here's how to know that. If we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. That's out of Romans 10, 9, and 10. I love to be in the driver's seat. Listen, I'm a car buff. I like cars and I love to drive. My dad was a car lover and it was something we enjoyed doing together. Um, I also loved being in the driver's seat of my own life. Let's face it, who doesn't want to be in control? I liked being in control. The problem with me hanging out there in that position is that I have no clue where I'm going. It's like getting in my car and just hanging out, not knowing where any road would lead to and having no GPS. You've heard those stories of people getting lost on deserted roads. That's us in the driver's seat of our own life. We're going to end up somewhere where we can't get ourselves back out. So we put Jesus in the passenger seat of our lives. It's not going to work. We have to choose to allow him to be in the driver's seat. He knows the way, and he knows how to get us where we're going. He's the one that has the plan. He sees it all. He sees the whole big picture. By not allowing him to lead us is like taking a trip somewhere you've never been with no map or GPS. Chances are you aren't going to make it to your destination. So we need to decide, are we going to follow Jesus? And when we make that decision then we need to pray and invite him, not invite him, but receive him as not just our savior, but Lord of our life. And that means he's the boss. And that means he's the one we're following. And that means that the Bible and the words that he gave us that are living and active are absolute truth and absolute authority in our lives. So if you're ready to make that decision, I want you to pray with me right now. 
Dear Heavenly Father, I confess that I am a sinner and that I am not able to save myself. I accept your free gift of eternal life. I receive you into my life as my Savior and my Lord, and I am choosing today to follow you. If you prayed that prayer, I hope you send me a note and let me know so that I can pray for you. I have a link that I'm going to put in the show notes to my salvation page on the website. I want you to go over there and read through it. Find yourself a good Bible teaching church and go there on Sunday. Thank you for listening this week. I hope you go over to the website and download your prayer sheet for this week so you can be praying for your kids. And then follow along, subscribe to the Prayer Tribe and follow along with our daily devotions. Those will help you step up your spiritual parenting and help you parent life into the lives of your children. You have a great day and I will see you back here next time. Thank you for joining me for this week's edition of The Weekly Arrow. To receive our daily devotions, as well as our free printable prayer sheet, simply go to the link in the show notes for RaisingKidsOnYourKnees.org and subscribe to The Prayer Tribe. We would love for you to join our growing global community of prayer warriors who are praying and parenting life into the lives of their children.